Pulse 95. Between local lines, notes from the Emirate. Hello, good morning, and welcome back onto the Morning Majlis. We're talking all things facilities and helping others as well. We are going to be joined uh, by His Excellency Dr. Rashid Alim, who is uh, the uh, ch- chairman of uh, the Sharjah Electricity and Water Authority. We're talking about their cooling uh, 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 cool, truck. cooling truck. So, Your Excellency, a very good morning to you and thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Good morning to you. Well, it is a, a true delight to have you on air once again with us, this time on Zoom. Uh, and uh, let's start talking about uh, the cooling truck and uh, what does it do? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this lovely morning in your program. Um, before I proceed uh, and give some highlights uh, about the cooling truck, I just want to say that I'm a leader who cares. I'm a leader who is driven by a deep meaning of work ethics principles. So we're driven by a deep mission where it goes beyond the profitability and the balance sheet. We're driven by the people are the focal points of any progress. As you may probably know that in Siwa, we are having almost 4,000 employees and uh, with, they come from 28 different nationalities. So we do appreciate the, the background they came from and we do appreciate the amount of work they contribute to the success of the whole nation, not only to Sewa. So I have uh, to salute them and say a big thank you to all of them for being part of this lovely progress of this great nation. Um, most of the employees, I call them the frontline uh, soldiers. Uh, they came from the subcontinent. So over 2,500 employees, they work on the front line. When I say the front line is the, the main production lines, which is the electricity, water, and the gas. And they work under extreme weather conditions. Mm. Um, I wish President Trump is not hearing me now because he wouldn't mm. love what I say now. I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer of the uh, climate change. And uh, I think a climate change is, is a fact, is not fiction anymore. Mm. We're seeing it here in the Gulf, and I see it here in Siwa too. In some location in the, in the middle of the desert where I have uh, the, 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 some projects are going on at the moment, and we have some old substations, we used to record about 47, 48 probably as a maximum temperature. For the last two, three years, it goes beyond 55, zero to 51, 52 even, which is extreme, I would say. And in the same area, during the winter time, the temperature goes down as low as uh, three to five degrees, just being part of Switzerland. Hmm. So that much difference in the temperatures. So we're really living in both extreme ends, hmm. very, very uh, hot uh, uh, weather and very, very cold, I would say, for us at least yeah. in this part of the world. So we, d- we do live in those two extremes. And poor guys, most of them, they work under these two, both extremes. And that's why I said I do salute them, I do respect them, and I do appreciate what they do because part of my principles is to be on site, to go and see what those guys are doing, to, to really feel their feeling and feel what they're doing. So a couple of times when I went there, I saw how difficult it is to work under extreme weather temperature. Yes, we do have a law here by the, by the authorities, 
that there is certain time of the year, certain time of the months, we are off. We go off for three, four hours, but still that's not enough. And we do provide them with the basic need. If you would, you know, little water and, you know, um, soft drinks and other. But to me, it wasn't enough. I always say that, you know, there's something uh, big is missing. And whenever you try to come up with a solution, you see more uh, difficulties and obstacles than the solution. So then you give up mm-hmm. and you say, you know what? Let me live with what others are living. But still deep inside me, I said, no, there is something that still could be done. And uh, years, if you would probably know that I used to uh, manage four big departments for 10 years in the Sharjah government. Before my appointment back in 2014 to Siwa, I was the chairing the, the seaports, the customs, the Hamriya Free Zone, and the Sharjah International Airport for 10 years. And one of the things we, uh, challenges we, we used to face at the port is the containers. Once they really go obsolete of the, uh, you know, the expected lifespan of them, uh, they have to go for salvage or recycling, and it is really a big headache. But we came up with a couple of innovative ideas earlier to turn them to, you know, little workshop and, you know, sometimes even security guards and other tried to do the best we could. So uh, I built actually on the same old idea. I said, okay, if earlier we were able to use the containers before salvaging them or scrubbing them to be really in a good use, why don't we do something similar here and turn them to have coolers? put ACs. So the, the idea I had in mind to put really a, you know, a movable uh, generator, small generator set and one AC. And, you know, the employees will go and for a couple of three, four hours, they can have a quick nap or, you know, just relaxation. Then I said, no, that won't be really that much helpful because again, from extreme to t- temperature, 50 plus to another extreme 20 plus, it's not good for the body. Why don't you come with another solution, come up with the, with the mist device where it really gives the misty water and a cold temperature to cool off their bodies with the international accepted uh, you know, temperature by the WHO. Mm-hmm. And then I build on that idea, say, oh, huh, here's the catch. Then we can probably, uh, you know, uh, a thousand gallon tank with a cooler on the top and misty system sprayed on the on the body or on the face or the whole body and when when i tried it on actually it it, it wouldn't even consume 10 liters uh, for for a minute mm. and that give you a mist from top to the to your toes of your you know so the idea did work really well mm-hmm. and i said okay uh, now we did test it that gives you a very good cooling temperature i tested on myself and I see how beautiful it was really. It gives you really refreshment mm. and beautiful cooling water. Then I said, okay, the container is about 20 feet. I said, but 20 feet is too big for one misty room. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the idea we started to build on and we came up with, with five compartments of five rooms. Now, if you ask me what this room contains, it contains beautiful things. First, it contains that misty, uh, you know, sprinklers around your body from, from the top of your head to the, to the bottom of your leg and just sprays that misty, cooled water. So it really gives you enjoyment and refreshment 
And it goes so messy, just like a foggy room. It tends to be like a foggy room. It's mm. a real foggy. Mm. And then you have towels. You could really use the, you know, to really to clean, to clean yourself. You have sanitizers because we're living with this COVID-19 too. So we thought it is really a, a way to fight this COVID too, to really to, to minimize the spread of this. Because when people can go inside, go totally clean and use the sanitizer, then there's uh, access to the, to the drinking water. There's a cooler inside, small cooler, which has a drinking water, some energy drinks and, and some soft drinks. So it did work very well. And the beauty of it, this is uh, a mobile station. So, you, you know, as you go on with the project, you can move it on mm. and keep it where you have, you know, more labors and then they can have access to that, you know, any time of the day including the night too at those times yes well your excellency we certainly salute your keenness in in coming up with uh, innovative solutions and in, in easing the burdens of the workers and we are definitely used to seeing uh, your humanitarian gestures through all your previous initiatives uh, but going back to talking about the the cooling truck itself how many are how many are there being distributed and in where where where, where is it really placed in what areas at the moment, we started with one because I want to go for a pilot just to make sure that, uh-huh. you know, the, to get some uh, uh, feedback from the, those who are going to use it. And uh, uh, so far, we really haven't got except the, the enjoyment and the excitement mm. of it. And uh, almost everyone wanted to, to try it. I mean, I've never seen, uh, you know, a supervisor who told me that someone who resisted of not using it. So he said, no, actually, they, they wanted to register them, their name earlier to make sure that they have access for a couple of minutes, maximum two minutes actually it would take. So it wouldn't consume that much of water anyway. But the, be- the beauty is we want to test it for yeah, as a pilot and the idea to go for the second and the third and then you know, will be sp- spread across uh, the desert side, I would say, where you don't have usually have access to the, to the basic need if you would in a way. It's just mm-hmm. like what you see sands, uh, you know, covering all over, but you don't see, you know, uh, uh, hotels, you don't see restaurants, you don't mm. see bakeries, you don't see all these things. So mm. in the isolated area, if you would, they will be distributed. And where is it, where is it the pilot's one placed at the moment? Is it in the CEO head office or is it at a construction no, site? No, no, and it is in the middle in the construction area, called, uh, an area called uh, Hamda, okay. which is about uh, 30 kilometers from the, from the CEO headquarters. Mm. And it sits there at the moment and it's been used nicely. And the, 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 really the feedback and the enjoyment and the happiness we receive from the, uh, from the worker has really encouraged us to speed up the process of building more. And by the way, building uh, more does not take uh, time because, mm-hmm. as I said, we have a lot of uh, used containers. Uh, they can be converted and the conversion within take uh, maximum three days, maximum, if you would, in a way. So it's a very beautiful, innovative idea and does not cost so much money, but it really will end up of having more engagement and a more happiness place and positive place to work for. Uh, we're speaking to His Excellency Dr. Rashid Alim, Chairman of the Sharjah Electricity and Water Authority. And uh, Your Excellency, you touched on a very important uh, topic and one that your organization has been keen on combating, and that is uh, climate change. Um, can you talk to us more about the impact of climate change, why it's such a big concern to you, and uh, what initiatives you've been enrolling to deal with it? I think that the top uh, factor comes on this uh, climate change is the CO2. 
and uh, by the sea, by the by the way, I don't want really to show CO2 as a, as a, an ugly giant who coming there to knock us down. No, not mm-hmm. at all. I mean, without CO, we cannot live. The plants they need CO2 to, to breathe, right? Yes. Yeah. Whatever you give uh, as a waste, somebody else using it and giving us some good product. So right. we want to maintain a reasonable uh, talk because uh, one. Uh, misunderstanding of the CO2, even our school. I mean, I, my kids, when they come back home, they show me, you know, uh, uh, CO2 as a, a scary giant and he's coming to knock them down and he's looking at their, you know, even the bedroom. And so, which is really ridiculous. I think that is very extreme uh, case. But I think let us be reasonable. We do have machines. I'm, to, I'm talking about the global level in my industry now. There are some plants, people say, you know what? My plant has been there for the last 78 years. Yeah, that's good. It is there for the last 78 years, but your plant is, is a piece of junk now because it gives us a really bad gases to the, and the fumes to the society. It's killing the people's health. We have more people than ever. We have more compacted city. We have more people moving from the suburb to the main cities. So this becomes so much condensed that you need to take care of the, the, you know, the, the air quality. And there are so many factories also coming up without really cons- con- paying so much attention to the to the amount of destruction they do, whether it's noise noise level or the CO2 level. But when it comes to us and how important our industry, this is a very beautiful question. We have adopted a principle called uh, eco-imagination. Mm. And this uh, principle was actually uh, produced by GE back on early 2004 I would or 2005 and when it came out everybody was against because you know this is going to cost a lot of money uh, what you're talking about so basically eco uh, imagination is that you take care of the environment by providing uh, innovative solutions to reduce the amount of destructions the amount of waste reduce the amount of co2 or the they call them inert gases right which they really could cause uh, uh, you know severe damage the environment. So we have adopted the, same, the, the, the basic principles of the eco-imagination and it did work well. So now at the moment we are building two mega projects, one in Hamriya, which is about with GE and the consortium led by GE and Japanese firms. And uh, one of the requirements make sure that eco-imagination is really implemented fully. Means that we don't want to see that much uh, destruction or that much CO2 going beyond the international accepted limits. We don't want to use so many gases. And the machines which we are installing will be the, the one of its kind in the whole Gulf region. We are proudly saying that it is already installed, but just a matter of the in the startup phase now. So, if they start, they will be the 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 the, the best efficient machines. And those machines they were in the Guinness record because they were first installed in France a couple of years back and they were in the old record and no one so far no one has broken that record they are the the most efficient and the best machines they use less gas and they give you less trouble to the environment so mm-hmm. we are we are second to install them here in Sharjah and i don't want really to rush to a judgment now saying that we are having that now let's let's have them up and running mm-hmm. and really see the the, the efficiency and then we can really declare that we are, you know, we're having the best machine in the whole Gulf area. So this is one things we do. And we did a lot of uh, retrofitting programs by replacing the, the, the lights. Probably on the streets you have seen replacing the old conventional lights with the, what's called LED now. LED. Mm-hmm. And it did work very well. We did use the solar uh, system for the, the street 
lights, especially on the remote areas. And for that reason, we ha we had a certificate from the Climate Change Office of the United Nations, and I proudly say this, that uh, we are the first organization and in, uh, in the Sharjah government to obtain such a high prestigious award from the United Nations Climate Change Office, saying that we were able to save this much amount of uh, bad gases going to the sky. And we were able to offset this carbon credit with uh, you know non-performing plants in Asia. So mm -hmm. it was actually uh, a great achievement because yeah. whatever we have saved here, we could really offset it with some plants which they are not performing well in, in India precisely. So I'm happy to, to see that we're really contributing beyond charge of boundaries now. It's not only that we did save, but whatever we saved, if you change it to a money to a credit, it is already credited to somebody else, right? Yeah, it's in incredible and a testament to the, uh, the culture of conservation and uh, sustainability that you have at Siwa. Just a very quick uh, question here is uh, the consumer and the role as well. Uh, would you speak about the role that we as consumers of electricity and water here uh, in the Emirate, uh, what we can do uh, at home uh, to maintain that culture as well and uh, help fight climate change? Well, uh, conservation is the key. Mm -hmm. If I have to leave this uh, interview with this word, one piece of advice to them is please do conserve. It is not only for you, for the generations to come. Mm -hmm. So whatever, make sure that whatever you save a gallon of water today, it will remain on the ground for the next generation to come and pick it up. If you don't, we are running through a severe condition, not only here, it is worldwide. And we have seen it in some cases, even in Europe last year, if you were in London or Sweden or those places, they also banned to irrigate your, uh, the small garden you have in the house or to clean your car with the water because there was a running short of water. And there was a lot of heavy penalties if you exceed that. So we have seen it happening even in the middle of Europe and then America itself, and it's happened some Asian and uh, it's happening here so we need to be very careful of what we use so don't overuse don't take things for granted please please pass the message to your kids at home mm. don't take that you know that you wake in the morning and you take the water for granted that when you open up the tub the water comes from the tub and this is when you ask your children at home where the water comes from you know i get gets uh, a funny answer dad it is from the tab you know so <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's uh, really uh, uh, a good answer, I would say, a smart answer. But when it comes to reality, it takes hail of process to get you this liter of water to your tab at home. So it's not an easy business, believe it or not. It's just a very big business to do so. So we just need to be able to be, do conserve. It's good for you and good for the next generation. If you love the Mother Earth, please give her something back. Give her a big kiss by uh, conservation. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Your Excellency, it was a pleasure speaking to you this morning. I know you've got a very busy day ahead of you as well. And uh, thank you for taking uh, the time out to get involved in the discussion and joining uh, the Morning Majlis. And we look forward to welcoming you again very soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Well, thank look you, forward Excellency. to that as well. Thank yeah. you very much. And we'll be right back on the Morning Majlis continuing the discussions. So stay tuned to Pulse 95.